Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. If you are interested in doing one-on-one online Ayurvedic consultation with me, please find the details in the show notes of this podcast or do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com In this episode, I am interviewing Prerna Ramanathan, a certified yoga therapist and a yoga teacher. The topics discussed in this podcast are what is yoga and why it's much more than a physical exercise. The concept of panchakoshas, the five layers of existence. Is the synchronization of movement and breath essential to maintain focus? Mantra chanting practices and their positive effect on the human mind. Impact of lifestyle and dietary changes incorporated with yoga. And why consistency and step-by-step approach towards yoga are important to experience a significant improvements in our body and mind. A very rich content with lots of practical wisdom and hope you like it. And now we go over to Prerna Ramanathan. Hello Prerna, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond and I'm super excited to learn about therapeutic yoga when this is one of the topics I have always been fascinated with. Of course we hear a lot about yoga, ashtanga yoga, but at the same time the approach of yoga in a complete therapeutic manner, this is something I think we want more people to be aware of. So finally, yeah. thank you for coming to this podcast. Now I want to know what is your story that got you to therapeutic yoga. Right. So, uh thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh it's a great opportunity to introduce my field and to share a bit of my experience here as well. So therapy yoga, um I began my journey as a yoga teacher. Uh I've done my teacher training here in Bangalore and with Shivananda style of yoga. Mm-hmm. but what drew me to therapy yoga much later in my teaching life in with yoga was the aspect of being able to personalize a yoga practice entirely for a person and just the understanding that an individual comes to you with their own personality type you mm-hmm. know their own anatomy their own individual uh, goals priorities so it was very difficult for me when i was teaching a group session to be able to really make that true connection with a person to be able to understand the needs and requirements of that individual and to be able to provide everything that person needs in their practice because for me uh, my personal practice with yoga has been uh, a great journey i've learned so many different things about my body about what connects me with my true with my inner self with what brings me that balance at times when i find myself scattered and no practice remains the same you're a different person every day you need different uh, practices to bring you back to your center so when i understood that i realized i'm trying to look for uh, a yoga practice that can really you know i can customize it completely to a person's needs and requirements and that way the person can find themselves you know find complete comfort in their class and explore their themselves whether it's through a practice whether it's through um just the way they look at life and i think that's what really drew me to therapy yoga of course when i began my course with the you know the institute that i studied with there were so many different things i learned about yoga so of course the physical practice was uh strength you know teaching about uh, asanas that can be help can help people strengthen their bodies uh, build more flexibility uh, also just heal from previous injuries be able to continue their practice and sustain it for a longer time that's one aspect of it but then the beautiful part of this is i learned that yoga can be uh, practiced in so many different ways you know whether it's using it as a way to um, a live a better quality of life to build better relationships with people to feel better about yourself to feel more confident to be more productive at your work to find to sustain that energy and that glow within you to be able to achieve all your dreams so all of that was also an understanding that came along the way in my program and i would love to share about that today under yoga therapy as a practice that's a beautiful inspiring story so prerna 
when people say that okay yoga is a, it's a great exercise it helps me to stretch my body but of course we know yeah. when people calling yoga as an exercise it's just like saying somebody went to dubai airport and saying i saw the whole of dubai now we missed the whole yeah. point of what we are doing so in order to explain that yoga is much much more than a mere exercise i mean even if some people get really upset when you call yoga as an exercise and yeah. it's like it's like people coming up and telling me oh ayurveda oh, it's a great massage therapy you know it's much more than that so how do you explain to them what is more that aspects and what are the aspects that people need to know about yoga so um well according to a lot of yogic scripts that we that we happen to read in our course of philosophy you'd be surprised that there is no mention of asanas as a very vital part of a yoga practice mm-hmm. it's the purpose of yoga is to be able to meditate it's to be able to connect with yourself it's to be able to find balance and grounding throughout your life and to be able to live that way sustain that emotion in you sustain that being so asanas the yoga practice that we teach is basically just bringing your body preparing your body to be able to meditate and to go into that state and to connect at a deeper level mm-hmm. so when people ask me this question you know i'm um i want to do yoga because i want to lose weight or i want to you know achieve this i of course i don't deny them that you know this is definitely what yoga does for you but you need to understand that the purpose of yoga here is to be able to meditate to be able to find true connection with yourself to go mm-hmm. deeper into understanding your very existence your being so the physical exercise is only a way to get your body prepared for this and of course i mean in this day and age sitting in a meditative posture or even practicing some of these complicated uh, you know techniques of meditation can be hard and that's how we are looking at yoga as a way to prepare your body to build the right amount of strength to strengthen your spine to strengthen the muscles to be able to sit in a comfortable seated upright position and to be able to practice meditation so i don't of course try to you know bring i don't really give in this information right at the start but i try to definitely explain to people why exactly you should be practicing yoga and how how should you be looking at it should you be looking at it as a physical exercise because that's only going to limit your progress in this journey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or should you be looking at something more at a more deeper level that yoga as a practice can guide me towards a more um, you know a happier way of living a more content way of living or just be free you know freeing yourself from all these limitations and boundaries that you face whether it's physical mental emotional on so many levels so that's something that i try to un- i try to explain to a lot of my clients so people who generally want, you know want to know more about yoga this is one aspect i explain very clearly that it is a physical exercise but there is a larger purpose here that we are looking at mm-hmm. through the practice of yoga so when we say yeah. you know there's much more than uh, the physical side the larger aspect if there is three top things that you would like to explain about this yogic i mean we are definitely going and calling that it's it's not an exercise it's a lifestyle it's a way you connect right. with your own inner self so what would be those aspects that you would be emphasizing on so i basically when it comes to um organizing a session organizing mm-hmm. a practice for a person i basically look at this model that we learn throughout you know our course as teachers which mm-hmm. is called the panchakoshas so panchakoshas directly translates to the five layers the five layers of your existence so these are not mm-hmm. physical layers that we can see right now mm-hmm. the only layer we can see is your physical actual physical body that's pretty much what you see which is on the gross the annamaya kosha the annamaya kosha mm-hmm. exactly so that is what you see that is what exists because you eat because you you know you have all your whatever your instincts all of that so this exists which is the only basic very gross level existence hmm. but beyond this we've got something called as the pranamaya kosha which is the energy body which can't be seen but it's very much there and people who are intuitive and people who also have you know practice different other energy um techniques like pranic healing they are a lot more in tune to their energy bodies the hmm. pranamaya kosha then you've got the manomaya kosha that connects with your intellect Mm-hmm. your understanding of the world the knowledge that you uh, you uh, you know you learn you read you give you explain to people so that's your manomaya kosha 
the intellect then you have the vijnana maya kosha mm-hmm. which is basically your personality the 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 personality type that you live with the attributes your behaviors the uh, i think i would even say the principles that you live by mm-hmm. you know the what you come across to another person the the way you are your personality and the final one is what we are actually trying to get closer to is the anandamaya kosha so that is your extreme happiness it's the mm-hmm. ultimate feeling that you want to uh, experience, experience in your mm-hmm. life the you know, where you're connecting to the most subtle self where you're experiencing nothing but bliss and joy there is nothing mm-hmm. that comes in the way nothing that clouds you you're just in that complete feeling of ecstasy mm-hmm. so when i prepare a practice of course these are you know understandings that makes it a lot easier for a person to feel like okay this is a class which is going to cover so many things but truly the practice that i design is just focusing on movements uh with a lot of breath focus mm-hmm. you know movements where you're i'm encouraging people to have a bhavana we call it but basically that means a focus mm-hmm. so i'm not going to let somebody try to you know when you're practicing surya namaskara at that point in time if you're focusing on what you're going to prepare for your breakfast or conversation that you're about to have with your subordinate that's not that is not going to connect you to yourself mm-hmm. in fact that will be a wasteful practice mm-hmm. i would say you might as well finish that work come back to your surya namaskara practice when you're ready so i again so the second thing i try to emphasize on with my yoga class is when we practice there are let us try to tune our minds towards what you're doing mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be 100% you know you it's if your mind wanders that's perfectly fine the idea is you're gaining awareness of the fact that your mind is wandering but you're bringing it back mm-hmm. so the ask the class that i design helps people to practice movement to sync their breath with this movement at every whichever whatever movement we're doing whether it's bending backwards or forwards we're inhaling in one we're exhaling out through the other you know while you're practicing the other so there is always this uh synchronization between movement and breath then mm-hmm. we have a focus am i focusing do i feel like i want to focus on my emotions today while we're practicing do i feel like i want to focus on my mind because there's generally so much chattering going on is there mm-hmm. like a silence that i want to bring in to mm-hmm. my to my mind while i'm practicing and then the kind of attitude i want to have while i'm practicing is it that i'm you know i i want to feel powerful and i'm trying to be overly powerful in my session mm-hmm. or can i just let go right now can i just forget about the labels forget about my responsibilities for the next 10 minutes while i'm practicing you know so the idea is to be able to fit in these layers to try to kind of i wouldn't say penetrate through these layers but you're touching them at a subtle level through this yoga practice you know by trying to bring in awareness to your breath bring in awareness to a certain area of your body so this is pretty much what i focus on which is an, another thing that i focus very uh, close attention to in a practice the other aspect is i feel i i would give a lot of a, a attention towards chanting and sound vibrations i know this is a very new somewhat newer um, practice that you wouldn't really find with in a lot of yoga classes these days Uh, of course there are several reasons why people are struggling yoga teachers are struggling to be able to incorporate chanting because of the whole religious aspect of it mm-hmm. but to be able to understand that these are chanting you know of course can be looked at as religious chanting that is one aspect of it but apart from that the mm-hmm. sound vibrations that we are trying to create by engaging uh you know by by reciting by chanting certain sounds that can either increase your you know the pitch or lower your pitch and all of that is creating so many different like it, it's creating a sort of energy in your in your body that mm-hmm. directly prepares your mind and body to meditate so that is how powerful chanting practice can be mm-hmm. and it need not be anything religious you can just start with simple om chants just sounds you know sounds of music sounds of um nature sounds or whatever you may you know you can there, there are so many different sounds that you can create through your vocal cords to be able to create those vibrations so that is something i focus a lot on my classes starting with basic sounds basic um you know chants that can help a person tune in a lot deeper to their practice 
and to immediately get their minds and their bodies prepared to completely dedicate that one hour to themselves so yeah so i think oh. to sum up since you had asked three i focus on the panchakoshas through the practice i focus on um, awareness gen- complete awareness breath work and, and just generally talking mm-hmm. yeah and the mantra chanting i think these three are the they are the most important aspects of the practice that we focus on as yoga therapists and of course even general yoga classes try to focus on this but these are the three that i definitely incorporate in the sessions or even when i talk to somebody about what we do in mm-hmm. a therapy session that's fantastic i really appreciate you brought in this uh, the concept of panchakoshas in fact i was uh, reading a book on mantras and it was written by a neurologist and she was saying one of the reasons why modern medicine has 80% of the diseases mentioned in modern medicine are diseases of unknown origin i mean we don't know what is the cause of this disease so if you don't know what is the cause of the disease you cannot treat it because trying to treat without knowing the cause is like as good as going to casino and playing a russian roulette okay right it is to severe we are talking about it but the point is and she was saying the main reason why modern medicine missed the bus that they know only 20% of the diseases and their causes because when you take the five koshas like pancha koshas yes. 20% is anamaya kosha and okay. and the modern medicine is just able to look at it from our anamaya kosha layer they are not able to see beyond that beyond that and yes. that is why many people say okay i tried yoga or i went to ayurveda or they tried something holistic and they started feeling many diseases that are incurable from the mainstream medicine they say once they got into something holistic they started feeling it started yes. changing things better and Absolutely. that is so important yes no we in fact believe that a lot of your diseases actually manifest in your energy body exactly you know? just like for example your we have we interact with so many people through the day mm-hmm. and we interact with people who are positive we interact with people who are negative and those are energies that we are carrying around with us mm-hmm. and sometimes those energies even affect the way we think affect the way we speak affect the way we and if you if you think about it when you have you wake up in the morning with a thought in your mind mm-hmm. you know say you're in a very you wake up with a very positive uh, thought today i i feel very uh confident that i'm going to be able to achieve this goal today or i've i've set something aside i'm going to be able to do if you notice every single thing starts to manifest in your favor it's not that your it's your lucky day it's mm. not that you woken up on the right side of the bed <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's the energies that you have created your that one thought has created the energies and that has manifested your work completely and you every you just make everything happen and the same thing happens when you wake up with a negative thought or mm-hmm. if somebody has uh, transferred their negative thought toward to you you know maybe through interaction or maybe just uh, you know through energies and then you start noticing everything going wrong mm-hmm. you're stuck in traffic you don't make it for your meeting and then that again it's like a domino effect you know exactly one leading into the other so we believe that if your energy body if your energy bo- your energies can be positive can be made positive through these good practices through awareness first of all to begin with okay i'm i'm i think i'm starting to think a little negative right now let me sit down let me think about this let me reflect maybe journal it maybe uh think about it think about why what is the root of where this negative energy is uh you know why am i getting these negative thoughts and changing it ha- using these as methods and techniques to change that and bring in that positive energy again and then get on with your life mm-hmm. so i feel like a lot of us end up you know holding on to this negative energy and that ends up going through your physical existence as well your body and manifests as diseases that's why we feel most of the like most of the problems most of the physical diseases are not even talking about mental illnesses now just the physical gross diseases are also stemming from stress and un uh, unresolved uh, personal issues mm-hmm. unresolved emotional problems it's all stemming from there maybe that's why also a lot of um, medical doctors are not able to understand the root of why there are certain why are people going through certain issues they're not able to figure out why but in ayurveda if they you know maybe uh, stay at 
a resort or an ashram and they are in that environment where they're creating that sort of positive energy around them they're doing these um you know the panchakarma techniques where they're going through this whole cleanse mm-hmm. inside and outside and they're meditating all of a sudden the disease that is that exists in them or you know it just disappears because you're really mm-hmm. looking at yes you're looking at a complete uh, change here you're looking mm-hmm. at a resolution that is happening at a root level and through all of these layers of your existence you're not mm-hmm. just assuming your body is just a physical existence and i'm just going to have, have this one tablet and everything is going to be resolved it's just going to come back again over and over until you look at it from a much from a different perspective in fact i would like to put it here when you said that the, you know people expect one single magic bullet tablet can solve yes. it in fact there is a statement in south india i, mean, I think it's also in uh, malayalam it's there uh, if you translate it literally it says what you cannot treat with a medicine you have to treat it with a mantra because yes if the medicine is inefficient to treat that disease there is a much more subtler and powerful force which a mantra can do and yes, that is absolutely. what actually mantra does you know mantra is sound vibration and this is coming to the ether ether is what one of the layers which yes. is beyond your physical aspect and and yes. sometimes you know people say that how can mantras do such transformation like how people claim it and sometimes we say Uh, i can't believe that you said that word and that person's emotions is gone and the high blood pressure will go up yeah. and then so just one word can change that biochemistry of a person's feeling inside i think Absolutely. that's where yes. that's where it's all interconnected it is interconnected definitely so mm. i so i think with just understanding that your thoughts uh, you know everything is connected from how the way you think the way you act the, what you speak so just understanding that if i'm able to resolve one of this mm-hmm. i'm going to be able to make a change in such a big way even with my interactions with people even with the way i'm uh, approaching my work at this you know the the amount of energy and productivity that i want to use for my work all of that can just change with one thing changing Mm-hmm. so if i'm sitting with a negative thought if i can just spend some time changing that into a positive thought how in what a great way am i going to be able to it's like a ripple effect in in a lake you know mm-hmm. can i just make a magnitude of positive change here by just changing that one thing and i think yoga is what we look at as a technique to be able to achieve this so the next question of course most people will ask okay then how do you okay i'm sitting with this negative thought now how do i resolve this so that's when we introduce yoga there are several techniques you can breathe you can focus on your breath you can let go of it you can introspect about it you can apply a mantra just recite the mantra see how it feels when you're when you're reciting it when you're letting the breath out while mm-hmm. chanting is there something you're releasing and you're letting go of at a very subconscious level from here you know you can practice you can do a yoga practice to get the rajas the mm-hmm. re, you know restlessness out of your body and bring your body into a state of relaxation okay now i can sit down i can actually sit there is no restlessness restlessness in my body so yoga offers these techniques mm-hmm. so it's not you're not looking at yoga as again going back to our first uh topic that it's not a physical practice but you're looking at all of these techniques that yoga mm-hmm. is providing you and this is you can it's not like you have to have a mat and you have to have this long 45 minute practice not mm-hmm. at all there are some days where you don't even have to do that i sometimes recommend to my clients you know they message me the next day i'm feeling really lazy and <laughs> i don't know if i'll be able to do my practice i said you know what why don't you go for a walk a nature walk no music no don't grab some friend or somebody along with you just go out into nature go for a walk and take 15 to 20 minutes to do that and then let me know how you feel before the class starts mm-hmm. you will be surprised the number of them who tell me that i feel so great and i'm feeling very very ready and prepared to do this yoga practice because now i feel like i can give myself this time and i can really you know i i can i can bring in that positivity back into me so sometimes you don't even need a yoga practice to be able to achieve to be able to get yourself to uh, a good state of mind you can walk you can 
do so many other different things so it's just uh, what works for you at the right time and of course yoga offers you so many different options you can mm-hmm. choose any of them and if that works for you at that moment go for it so yeah that's interesting when you talk about just by walking what happens it just kick starts your yeah. need yes because there is so much of uh, you know it's the aspect Stagnation. of mindfulness mm-hmm. yeah it's being able to when you're doing that activity you'll it, actually we've had teachers who have explained that even a simple act like eating your meal i think in ayurveda you all focused on that too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. mindfully eating your meal using your fingers chewing slowly uh, you know experiencing the different tastes and just completely connecting with your food feeling that sense of gratitude that itself is meditation mm-hmm. that you you sure. almost mm-hmm. with that one meal itself once you're done you feel like you've had a, a meditation practice and that is meditation what you did there so i think that's also something we need to look at because people are feeling like you know you know like you, you said how do you like a beginner who comes this is a very not common question i keep getting asked i'm not flexible how do i do yoga i don't know you know and my thing is no you don't ha- you don't have to be flexible to do yoga i don't know who even gave you that impression that you have to be flexible the idea of doing yoga is to be able to move your body in the way that you are comfortable with yes if you gain flexibility very good if you are strengthening yourself even better but you are also preparing yourself for so many other things that you are mm-hmm. not looking at here so and with therapy yoga of course we start people off at a simpler place and then we gradually take them up and this whole aspect of mindfulness that mm-hmm. when you're choosing an activity if you're able to do that with your complete focus and attention you're already you're already practicing yoga in a way mm-hmm. the, when you're doing your asana practice when we're tuning into the breath when we're focusing on some area of your body we're basically practicing a meditation meditation in movement we call it Mm-hmm. that's the only difference when you're dancing you're listening to the music you're moving your body to the rhythm of your to the music you're it's a meditation there are a lot of dance forms like the sufi twirls all of those are actually designed to be for the purpose of meditation mm-hmm. the whole idea of dancing itself the trance dance and all of that so if a simple activity of your regular life like eating your meals taking a shower Mm-hmm. uh making your bed can be made into a mindful practice you are actually practicing yoga you are actually practicing meditation right there so you don't have to feel like as if yoga is you know you have to be a certain way you have to have a certain physique you have to have a certain no what are we doing through yoga we are get we are getting you to tune into yourself we are mm-hmm. getting you to be mindful about the way you are feeling about the where your breath is when you start the class and then making you observe how your breath feels at the end of the class or what is the state of mind that you walk into the class with mm-hmm. and now how are you feeling about this at the end or if you're being too uh, hard on yourself mm-hmm. you know at, uh, and all and while you're practicing and through the end of your practice if you feel like yes i'm now able to find compassion and love for myself i'm able mm-hmm. to forgive myself for something that i might have said or something i might have done so we are basically trying to get you to be more mindful and connect on a deeper level and reflect on yourself so if a regular activity can do that for you then isn't that wonderful that you don't have to feel like i need to do a yoga practice to be able to achieve this but if you can apply this to so many activities that we do in the day we are already experiencing yoga there mm-hmm. in that form so this is something i find very uh, helpful to explain to people because most of the times people are telling me you know i i don't know if i can practice yoga because one i'm not flexible two i don't have the time three i i'm you know there are all these people in my house there's so many people in my house and especially now when i'm connecting with people virtually that is a big excuse i keep getting there so me i said so what are there are people around you when you're on your mat and practicing it shouldn't matter who's around mm-hmm. you and you know it's it's okay mm-hmm. it's fine you're there you're practicing you're doing your it's about what you are doing right now it doesn't matter the world will continue as it is it's okay you can't get that perfection you know but i start talking about this okay so why don't you go for a walk why mm-hmm. don't you take out some time to play with your children if you have mm-hmm. kids at home instead of getting bugged by them why don't you take out 5 minutes and 
engage with them in a mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. completely engage yourself at that time don't answer your phone don't think about uh, your meeting that's going to happen one hour from now take that 5 minutes to engage with your children mm-hmm. and see how you feel you'll you'll be surprised how just that much of mindfulness and engagement itself can give you a feeling of you know meditation mm-hmm. there is a practice of yoga that has happened already in your lifestyle or cooking for that matter cooking is very therapeutic everybody knows that but while we cook we are busy l- listening to uh, something on youtube or you know there's all your basically over mm-hmm. yeah distracting yourself you're not even you're not even feeling the texture of those vegetables that you're chopping you're not you're not tuning into the aromas of the spices you're missing out on so many mm-hmm. things if you can be mindful in basic activities of regular regular day to day living you don't have to sit down and uh do this very deep meditation practice of course that's recommended you have you should take some time out but when you're tune, when you're mindfully practicing these things you're in any way engaging your mind you're taking your mind out of your kind of disconnecting from all these additional a stimuli and you're focusing on that one activity so i think at this at this time you know of our life i try to explain this to people a lot so that they feel like yes okay you know that's great if i can incorporate yoga in a way like this then i'm making a start somewhere you know mm-hmm. i don't have to enroll in your class to be able to make that start but i'm doing it right from now and that helps people actually take that decision to join a yoga class to give themselves that experience that's fantastic yeah. i was i was reading uh, there was a post in instagram which was quite funny it said there was a man sitting with an angry face uh, and mm-hmm. in the post it was written i'm going to argue with anything and everything you tell me because i haven't done yoga for the last 3 days uh, <laughs> yeah. so so that was like yeah, yeah. so true i mean sometimes you know when i do yoga i see that i'm much more calmer my ability to focus is much better and today with Definitely. like you said so much of cognitive load that is going on for our nervous system you know people want to even check yes. phones when they're driving they want to yeah. uh, sometimes for the kids if you want them to sit at one place and eat you need to show them youtube or show YouTube them videos. youtube I mean, videos yes forget about kids let's talk about the grown ups who are so addicted to the phones <laughs> yeah. and what is happening today yes. is we need so much of excitement only then we feel alive so what is happening is if i don't get that excitement yes. i'm going to be bored and if i'm getting bored i will start getting into depressive mode and i was yes. reading the hormone that is responsible for excitement and anxiety are the same so sometimes mm-hmm. if they don't get excited yep. you know anxiety is another way to reach that need, the need, that need yes so i think yeah. this aspect of yoga in one hand it is it, it helps to calm down your overstimulated nervous system I think yes. that's why they also called nervous system don't let your nervous system get nervous because that's why yoga helps to <laughs> bulletproof yourself from this nervous part. Yes. So I think what you nailed here is it's not just about doing some stretchings or asana practice it is about being in this moment and trying to put your mind and heart to every possible experiences. and when exactly. we are entering there we yeah. don't need that extra stimulus to feel alive you know every moment is no. an opportunity to connect with your deeper self i think that's what people are yes. missing when it comes to entering yoga and and exactly and i was remembering one uh, yoga teacher was saying some people come to yoga for fashion some people come to yoga because of passion but both ways it is good ultimately they will get into spiritual mode because that's what yoga will so start somewhere yes absolutely yes starting i i mean honestly you know uh i really if people come to me and say you know i i want to practice yoga because everybody is doing it and all mm-hmm. that i i tell them you know what it's very good because mm-hmm. at least you've taken the decision to join in but now that you're joining in it's my duty to also let you know that yoga has a lot more mm-hmm. you know so and whatever path you choose uh it could be you know whatever you would, the way you would want to approach yoga is perfectly fine mm. but once you get started on your journey it is important to experience it completely mm. and not be averse to it you know so that is one thing i let people know that it's fine you want to enroll into yoga for weight loss and i'm 100% sure if you are practicing yoga the way you should be practicing yoga you will lose weight 
and you will look fabulous. Mm-hmm. You will glow and you will have zero diseases in your body. Mm-hmm. But if you understand yoga as a practice, not physically doing this for you, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually doing this for you, that's when you will actually see the results mm-hmm. of what you are trying to get at here. So I'm very open to people who are, you know, want who want to join yoga for several different reasons. But at the end of it, I, you know, when they begin classes with me, we touch upon so many things in our sessions. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting to see people when they get into yoga initially, they start telling me that, you know, I'm not able to do this and I'm not able to do that. Of course, with therapy, we are we are obviously open to people saying that, you know, that. Um, I have certain limitations, my lower back, I have mm-hmm. to compress discs, so I'm not going to be able to bend forward and everything, which is everything that we take into consideration. I prepare a session, I you know avoid all of those asanas. But there is something so magical uh, about this practice of yoga that within a matter of about six to seven months, I see such great transformation in their bodies that after a point, they are actually able to practice all the asanas that are not supposed to be practiced by their physical condition Mm -hmm. and this happens very organically i'm not doing anything you know they're just Mm -hmm. practicing and if they of course this this is if they're consistent with their classes if they're consistent with their home practices if they're also making other lifestyle changes in terms of uh, you know a better posture while they're sitting and working constantly getting up in between making sure they're moving their bodies and Mm -hmm. not you know just sitting in one place for the whole day uh, changing their diet to a more cleaner, lighter diet, better sleep. So if they're making these changes in a matter of about six to seven, six months to maybe give it a year, I see a complete transformation. They're able to do all these deep forward bends. They're able to twist and they're, they, you can literally see the health in their bodies and their spines. And I bring it to their notice that, do you remember when you began classes with me uh, you were not able to do any of this, but do you see yourself being able to? And sometimes they, of course, give me that feedback themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what I experience with a lot of women, especially who join in their sessions with certain uh, issues that they face, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's uh, something to do with um, maybe insomnia or just general weight gain or thyroid or PCOD and all of these lifestyle related issues. When they begin their sessions, they, of course, have a lot of limitations. But mm-hmm. as they go forward with their practice and make these changes in their lifestyle, they are completely, dif- their bodies, they feel com- they feel very different by the end of the year of practicing that way. Mm-hmm. And they tell me themselves that there is, you know, I, I feel like I'm able to do all of these movements. I've got so much more energy in me. I'm feeling so much more better about myself. Because when they're able to do a certain asana, then that, you know, the whole psychological um, confidence that comes Mm -hmm. in I'm able to practice this I've gained so much strength and all of this happens automatically to them so there is something so powerful about these practices and they're very simple if you look at the practice sheets there is nothing complicated that we do we just get them to focus on their breath on their movements at a more deeper level connect with themselves at a more deeper level and Whatever movement that they're doing, they're really completely focused right there without thinking about anything else. And that's it. That does the magic on its own. And then consistency will show the result over the long time. Absolutely. Consistency with everything shows mm-hmm. results. That is something that uh, I mean, people are struggling with. There are people who are intrinsically quite consistent and want to make that change and everything. But people are struggling with this aspect as well. As far as possible, I try to encourage people to uh, come up with some ways to you know keep them motivated choose mm-hmm. maybe a certain time of the day where you can practice every day choose a place that you feel very comfortable in uh, maybe play some uh, very light mantras in the background if you feel, mm-hmm. feel like music can help drone out whatever sounds around you or you know from your chattering from your family members and everything but consistency is something that um, really of course you you need to have some amount of consistency to achieve this but if you do then there is a magical transformation that happens in just a matter of a few months of the simple movement I, I so relate to what you're saying because uh, the first time once I had a guest in Sitaram and they were saying what is yoga maybe I can try it and yeah. she had a huge belly and she was suffering with some hormonal problems 
and then okay uh, along with panchakarma she was also doing the yogic uh, treatments next year she comes and she tells me you know what doctor the best thing i can do i can do the forward bend and touch my toes she was talking about it like she won some nobel prize for that <laughs> but yeah. but the kind of self esteem and the self confidence that they have because they never thought this is something that is possible for them and when they see that the you know they get a reference point now i can change things in my body it's not that i'm stuck and i'm yeah. for the rest of the life i'm going to be having this hormonal disorders and things yeah. like that and it is important exactly. yes it is important because when you see that there is a progress happening you're motivated it's mm-hmm. human nature you know i can of course speak to them about it's okay you're starting somewhere here that is not the goal anyway of your yoga practice we are focusing on all of these aspects that is one side you know of my explanation and uh, the way i motivate them mm-hmm. but when they see themselves being able to because their breathing has improved they are mm-hmm. able to achieve a deeper back bend they are able to twist better because they you know able to exhale out a lot longer and they able to achieve those postures they feel that sense of motivation and it is important though i don't make that as a primary focus but it is they're like little joys that okay i'm i can see that there is a change that has happened here and that is going to keep me motivated mm-hmm. to move forward it is important definitely yeah i can personally tell you one of the best things that can happen to a stiff person is when they become flexible and they see that oh my god i can't believe i could twist my body capable of doing exactly. these movements yes yes yeah on the other hand that will also boost their ego which is anti yogic but at the same time you know it's a good way of that seeing i can progress that's <laughs> part of the part of the journey but as a teacher that's when you have to remind somebody that you know this is exactly. this is great what you have achieved but our goal here is mm-hmm. we want to we want you to be able to uh meditate and really truly connect with yourself because mm-hmm. beyond your physical body there is this is your reality that we are looking at right because mm-hmm. you know whatever your belief system may be that that one thing remains the same that there is something beyond your physical existence and mm-hmm. we are all trying to understand that we understand it in different ways but can we bring in our attention back to that so that we don't lose ourselves in this you know mm-hmm. can we try and go back to that source again whatever it may mean for you and connect there and if yoga if yoga is helping you do that then can we make that a consistent practice mm-hmm. in our lives so that we can go back to that source and replenish uh you know and then and then get back into the world so it's that balance basically it's yoga is about that balance yes, finding yes. balance trying to sustain balance it's just about that whether it's a physical balance literally with your practice or emotional balance or mental balance or even the spiritual balance mm-hmm. you're not you're you're spiritually grounding yourself but you're also existing in the material world it's that it that basically is your purpose to be able to find that uh, find that balance mm-hmm. in all in all levels fantastic so prana yeah. if somebody you know they have never tried yoga they've heard about yoga they see that people are getting into yoga but i don't know where to start so what would be your recommendation for someone who is a complete beginner what is one of the best way so that you know the first class first teacher the first experience is so important because that will help them decide to get more and more into it so what would be a yes. nice beginning for them how would you recommend that so- yeah uh, i mean definitely so i would actually suggest that the person uh decides whether they want to have a personal experience do they mm-hmm. if they want something more uh personalized to their needs mm-hmm. or if they are okay with the group dynamics which is mm-hmm. also fine a lot mm-hmm. of people want to go into a group they want the group energy they want to uh you know socialize or whatever mm-hmm. there are a lot of other aspects so i think choosing that itself at the start will be a good place to begin mm-hmm. because i've had some clients the very first thing they've told me is that you know i joined this group class but i realized that was not at all what i wanted mm-hmm. because i'm not getting that attention that i need some people need that attention and that is perfectly fine being able to identify that okay i am say i'm a i'm a complete beginner probably i have some injuries in my body from the past uh some work some exercise movement that has gone wrong or or generally i'm just stiff i've just not exercised at all do i want the personal attention do i want somebody to really look at uh 
what I can do and take me through it step by step or mm. do I want to enter a group and I want that energy of the group so deciding that will be important at the start mm-hmm. and once you join in uh, your group session I would also I would recommend people to take it take it easy mm. you know there is always your you know there is a limit to how much your body can be can experience especially if you're doing something after a long time mm. or you have never practiced it before taking your body through steps is very important we call that kramas mm-hmm. you, you know mm-hmm. there should be a step by step process happening at all times not mm-hmm. jumping into anything because that is another thing i have seen as a very common occurrence in group sessions where they jump into say an intermediate level of yoga and they try to do all of those exercises and they injure themselves mm-hmm. and then sometimes at a certain age when you have injuries it can take a lot longer for you to recover, uh, mm-hmm. recover from it or build strength from it so take giving your body time to very slowly settle in whether you're in a group or when you're doing it privately because mm-hmm. i emphasize on that right at the start i let my clients know see we're going to go step by step we are not don't be in a hurry i know you want to immediately get started and you want to see results nothing works mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. we will go step by step we will try we will do these different movements we will try to connect you to your body the build that basic connection to what you're doing what you're experiencing i want you to even tell me where all you felt uh, pain mm-hmm. soreness in your body i you should also be able to understand that mm-hmm. so these things i think giving your body time to settle into a new, new form of exercise is very important mentally physically emotionally finding give yourself that time to ease into that form of exercise mm-hmm. and then finally i would say choosing a certain uh, practice that goes with your um, need mm-hmm. like what i mean by that is if you are looking at something more uh, like if you feel like you're a person who requires yoga to be a practice to really calm you down to help you slow down your thoughts to relax you a little bit because you're maybe going through a lot of anxiety with your work you're generally feeling there's a lot of restlessness in your body or you just want to settle yourself down then choosing a yoga practice that is more restorative mm-hmm. uh, more you know flow based where you're really in connecting with your movements at a slower level and you're feeling just generally calm and relaxed by the end of your practice mm-hmm. whereas a person who is maybe on the lethargic side mm-hmm. and needs that movement needs to be pushed needs a little bit of rajas because they are in the more tamasic lethargic yes, yes, yes. state mm-hmm. whether their bodies or their minds are like that they need mm-hmm. that push mm-hmm. but again your body is also going through changes so mm-hmm. you know you might feel like that at some point maybe after two or three days it might be different so being able to communicate that with your teacher mm-hmm. i'm not but i'm you know today uh, like as teachers we check in in when we mm-hmm. begin the class how are you feeling today what is your state of mind mm-hmm. is there any are there any aches and pains in the body that i should be knowing about and that is your opportunity to communicate because it's mm-hmm. important to have that conversation you know whether you're uh, what sort what is your energies for today and as a as i mean of course as a one to one teacher i am mm-hmm. able to immediately incorporate something that will work for my client so if a, if i have a a female client saying that i'm on my menstrual cycle today for your practice i'm i cannot make her practice so many exercises that she shouldn't be doing during her period cycle so mm-hmm. i'm able to ch- make that change so if you can communicate that with your teacher and you can find yourself a practice that will work for you for that day i think these are the three things that are very important you know choosing the right setup group versus personal giving your body time to settle into anything without over pushing or getting over overly enthusiastic about those movements and trying to really push yourself and finally understanding what is the sort of practice you're looking i mean you don't have to decide that you can communicate that with your teacher and have your teacher design a class for you that mm-hmm. is perfectly suited to your needs and requirements fantastic i think yeah. you can start well once you just have a good intention i would like to have a good start with the yoga and then the right teacher Definitely. will appear the right sequence will appear and then you can get advanced and then this yes. will become a part of your life some people then get into yoga teachers training and then it's yes, just, it's just a yeah. new beginning of life
So yes, Prana, how can people yes. reach out to you? What is the best way to people reaching out to you so that they can also access your content and your yoga classes? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm available right now quite actively on Instagram. That's mm-hmm. where I have a lot of videos of my own personal practices that have been, you know, that I I normally do. Mm-hmm. So that is it. That's a good way to reach out to me. And in, through Instagram, there is a form. There is a basic uh, form just to connect with me. So they people can just type in in their message what exactly are they looking for? Are they you know what exactly? what sort of practice are they looking for if it's if, if if they're looking for a personal practice versus group practice whatever it is just questions about yoga can be filled in into that form and that reaches me directly so as of now that is my means of communicating i do have a website which is a work in progress mm-hmm. uh, which is uh which is usually what i um, i send people when they want to know a little bit more about therapy practice itself because mm-hmm. i have done a decent job with explaining uh, what therapy yoga does and the different uh, you know techniques and the way we kind of personalize classes and all of mm-hmm. that so all of those details are in the website for people who want to just understand better but i'm still at a stage where i'm personally connecting with people and communicating all of this that i have shared with you today on a consultation call with people on the phone Mm-hmm. so that i can really understand and guide them because at um, you know many times people who talk to me on the phone uh, explain a lot more than they can when they type out a form or anything exactly. to me That's so, so true, that yeah. gives me better clarity as a teacher okay is maybe this is not the style that you're looking for probably you should be you know i mm-hmm. i can connect you with another teacher that i know who can help you out with this so as of now that is still uh, the way i i get in touch with people mm-hmm. yeah Fantastic, Prerna. It was really wonderful to have this conversation, and thank you so much for sharing yes, all the wisdom likewise. that you learned. And uh, I wish you the very best. And uh, I will put in all your content in the show notes so people can reach out to you if they also want sure. to have some personal sessions. So thank you once sure. again. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. If you loved and enjoyed this podcast. please do subscribe share and review us this helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing if you wish to know more about my work please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com and if you are interested in doing an ayurveda treatment or authentic panchakarma therapy please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com